Welcome to the Passive Profits Podcast from StraightBlogger.com, where you'll learn from people already doing it how to build profit-producing online assets without having to leave the house. Now, here's your host, the guy whose biggest fear is having a boss, Nate Rivers. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 17 of the Passive Profits Podcast. Uh, I almost, I think that's what I'm still calling this. Regardless, it's my podcast from StrayBlogger.com. And this is the 17th episode. It actually, I think it's the 16th. I think I missed an episode somewhere but counted one. I'm not sure. And what I want to talk about today, I haven't done a podcast in a while. That's not really for any specific reason. Um, you know, the holidays went by and everything, and that was great. I traveled a bunch, went to a Seahawks game. Uh, yeah, I, I basically have just been gone doing other stuff, other projects. And, you know, now that we're back in the swing of things, back to the daily grind, I'm hoping to uh, put a lot more blog posts and podcasts up here on the blog. And there's some different things, different topics that I want to go into. So, uh, today, what the topic is, is the different keys to a high converting opt-in page. So, this is kind of a, uh, an in-between lesson. It's, you know, it's basically promoting the idea that you should already be doing email marketing for your business or your website if you're not. And, uh, you know, if you are, this is something you can always work on. Because your opt-in page, if if you're running your business the, the right way, I would say that, you know, your opt-in page is is really the gateway to your sales funnel. However that is, you know, set up. There's a million different ways. Or, what you know, whatever your marketing strategy is. Um, at the first, at the beginning of that funnel should be, you know, a way for prospects to opt in to your email list. That's, so I won't get into all the reasons why you should be list building. I've talked about that, you know, dozens of times. So the first point that I have here, and if you're just listening to this, uh, if you've never heard of me before, you somehow came across this podcast, my main blog is at strayblogger.com. And so I kind of like to write a blog post and then uh, go over it as a podcast, almost like my notes for me to look at while I record the podcast. So if you want to, you know, read this at a different time or there's some links to, mm, let's see, there's really only two things I mentioned in this blog post, uh, but you can visit the main site at strayblogger.com. Even if you're a regular listener or reader, you can, you know, Go through this content in both forms, however you want to do it. So the first point that I have here is squeeze pages versus opt-in pages. So I know you've heard the term squeeze page. For anyone who hasn't, it's that's a page that you come to where really your only option is to either opt into the email list, you know, enter your email address in a little opt-in box or leave the page because typically the navigation has been removed or sidebars or other links to anything else. Like your only option is to opt in or uh, hit the back button or close the close that window. So a squeeze page or an opt-in page, uh, 
I mean, essentially, they're the same thing. Um, the main point of them is for a prospect that lands on that page to opt into your email list. Now, a squeeze page is really just one type of an opt-in page. When I say squeeze page, typically, like I said, there's no navigation links, there's uh, no sidebars or anything else. The biggest distinction is that it has just a few bullet points. So it has usually some very prominent freebie that someone will get or, or the headline. If there's not a, if there's not an actual freebie, you know, it's not saying like get this free, uh, audio report or this free video or this free video series, then the headline itself will make some big promise that it's going to show you how, and it doesn't really say what the medium is. And that, I mean, that's all, you know, doesn't really matter. Um, but anyways, when I say squeeze page, that's typically what I'm talking about. And, and that's one way to do it. I mean, these, those type of opt-in pages, a, uh, a standard squeeze page, they work really well. I still have quite a few sites that that's the main gateway to the list for that site where it's just a squeeze page with a few bullet points, a graphic that represents the, uh, the freebie that the prospect is going to get when they opt in. Um, but I think that that kind of squeeze page is actually usually lacking a few elements, um, that I'm going to talk about here shortly, of course. And I've kind of, I've kind of just come across this, this way of doing things that I think is more effective overall. So we'll get into these points. So my first point, uh, the first, it's not technically just something you add that makes a big difference. It's more of a kind of an element that you work in. And this is just, or more of an idea. And the idea is to let your opt-in page pre-screen prospects. So most people you know, when they first are starting to build lists and they're going to go do some email marketing, the, the first thought they have is I want to build as big of a list as possible, which is fine. You know, that's, that is what you want to do. At the same time, you want to remember, especially when you're starting out, that the way autoresponder services work is that you pay more the more subscribers you have. So if you're not getting a really good return on that investment, then you know a huge list size, uh, maybe you can brag about it to your mom or something like that. But if you're not getting a really good return on that investment, your list size doesn't really matter. So you know, following that logic, the best thing, the most optimal thing is to get the best prospects on your list as possible and, you know, turn away bad prospects, basically. So one of the best ways I've found of doing this, and there's the whole distinction between a buyer's list and, you know, the uh, just free list or, or people that are just subscribed to your blog posts, you know, that never really buy anything or, you know, there's ways to tell who does and who doesn't, but, um, I'm not going to get into that distinction, but one of the things I've found that works the best is to basically have kind of a long form, well, not really long, but an article as your opt-in copy. Instead of just having those bullet points, 
to kind of kind of have the the beginning of almost like a story as your opt-in page. And you can see this in action on my 500 Club page. Um, you can tell that that's not a standard squeeze page. There's not the big red underlined uh, highlighted bullet points and um, headlines and subheadlines all over the place. And really, I got this idea from uh, from Andre Chaperone. I hope I'm saying that right. I've never said it out loud. Uh, he's the guy behind um, Autoresponder, Autoresponder Madness. And that course has completely changed how I do things. So I have a link, not to that course actually. He has a free course on the actual list building where that's really where he gets into these different types of opt-in pages. And he's broken down opt-in pages into like, I think like four or five different styles. And uh, anyways, there's a link to that. It's a free, it's like a free boot camp list building course. You just have to opt in. Uh, totally worth your time and it's totally worth the opt-in. Anyways, that's where I got this idea originally. And then uh, as far as the narrative or, or the copy, what you actually want to write or you know, have that content be. Like I, like I said, you kind of want it to the, to be the beginning of a story and kind of, uh, you want it to obviously pique the interest of your prospects and at the same time kind of tell them what they're going to learn when they opt in. Um, and, but the same, you don't want to give really anything away to begin with because you want them to opt in. But you want to put some elements in there, you know, basically say who this is for, who this isn't for, because according to Evan Pagan, uh, you actually, the best marketing copy will actually filter out everyone except your ideal prospects. That's ideally what will happen with your marketing message, according to him, which is, you know, which is true. And, uh, you know, that makes sense when I say it that way, but most people, like I said, they start out just wanting to build as big of a list as possible. Okay, let's move on to number two. Number two, what I have here is removing distractions. Now, the reason why squeeze pages don't have navigation or the regular sidebars is because if those things are there, you lose people to them, meaning they, they click on a link in the sidebar and they're, they're off your opt-in page. And then they'll end up leaving your site without opting in. Or... Uh, you know, your main navigation, same thing. So that's why squeeze pages don't have that stuff. You, I mean, it's, that's been proven over and over and over. So, um, that's not even something you need to really test. Like it's just common knowledge that it's better for your opt-in page to not have any links to anything else. So remove your navigation, remove your sidebars. Um, if you're using a, a free WordPress theme that's not like really customizable, that can be kind of hard to figure out how to do to remove your navigation. I remember when I was first starting to do this, or basically when I first started to use WordPress, and I was like, I was still in the in the phase or the mindset where I was afraid to buy stuff or spend money on my business, basically, because then I didn't really have a business. Um, and, and I was trying to like basically learn HTML enough to, 
customize this free WordPress theme I was using to remove the navigation. And it was so stupid because I wasted like, I don't know, 20 or 30 hours trying to figure that out. And I finally did, and it looked terrible. It messed up my whole theme and made things look weird. And when you can buy like a premium theme built for marketing, and there's a lot of them out there. Um, I've kind of always used Profits theme. That's the one that I recommend to my readers. Uh, that's the one that this that Stray Blogger is still uh, built on. I really like it. And it has a kind of a drop, uh, drag and drop interface for your landing pages. Or other words, a landing page as far as Profits theme go goes is uh can be anything from an a thank you page to an opt-in page to a sales page all kinds of stuff anyways so these distractions they also come in the form of ineffective copy so it doesn't have to be links it can just be ineffective copy where your prospects are on their reading and they lose interest or you know there's words or sentences or paragraphs uh that just don't need to be there and something just doesn't sound right maybe or you know it's as simple as they just lose interest and, and leave the page so really every sentence on your opt-in page should be there for a reason um, and that might sound like it takes a high level of expertise to write these and it really doesn't it's you know it's just something that uh, comes with practice it's just kind of a skill you learn so the sooner you get started on it, the better. Okay, moving on to point three. This is a pretty simple one. You want to ask for the email address and nothing more. So I know that you get emails that address you by your first name, which is a, a cute idea. You know, that's, that's about as much as it is. Um, the hard facts from almost every marketing experiment out there on uh, squeeze pages and opt-in pages is that you will get more opt-ins when all you do is ask for the email address. Um, there's kind of two reasons for that. Some people are, uh, it's kind of weird what people online are paranoid about. They're willing to give their email address because they know they have to, to get something, but they don't want to put their first name out there. That's that's one thing that's been proven like why that why that is you know why just asking for the email address will get you more opt-ins than asking for the first name and the email address and the other reason is that um it's just more work which again th i mean that makes sense uh we're inherently lazy especially with little things like that the less things that somebody has to type into a form you know, the more people are going to do that. So just don't ask for the first name. Uh, just ask for the email address. That's it. Okay, point number four, the freebie. Now, the freebie, I've tried everything there is. Um, I've gone through different phases in my business where I thought video courses were where it's at, um, PDFs, cheat sheets, giving away a full-on ebook. Uh, e-courses, my favorite by far, and what will get you the best results when you do it right, is a series of emails that deliver what your prospects want to learn or get advice on. So, 
as far as what to call that, I mean, you can call it whatever you want. Um, an e-course, an e-class, um, my, you know, an email series. I mean, what, that doesn't matter. That's semantics. I mean, it just doesn't matter what you call that. But the kind of the key idea there is, and, and it goes back to the idea of the actual opt-in page where you're beginning to kind of weave a story with, you know, the, the elements that they want to learn about weaved or, uh, yeah, weaved into that. And the more that you can make it a story and kind of a narrative, the better your results will be. And, and so you space out the, the parts of the story or the pieces of information that they want to learn from you across these different emails. And that's, that's why a series of emails, uh, or an autoresponder sequence works so much better because again, when you do it right, your subscribers will be waiting for each email, like wanting to receive and open and read your next email. And the problem that I've found with, with just a free report is that people will opt in just, just to look at it, you know, to get the instant gratification of, um, downloading the PDF or whatever it is. And they don't really have an incentive to stay on your list after that. So, you know, you'll, you might see a lot of unsubscribes after your first email, uh, when you do it that way, if you're just offering a free report and, you know, it happens just be, it makes sense. You've instantly given them what they wanted and there's no reason for them to stay on your list, but you've also, you haven't given them the chance to, to get to know you. And, and what I mean by that is when you send a series of informative and entertaining emails, um, you know, people start to feel more comfortable with you and that they know who you are when, when they see your emails. So that's just common sense why that works better than just giving them, you know, the whole thing, the whole reason why they're opting in the first place, you know, in the first 10 seconds after they opt in. So again, when it's done right, uh, a series of emails will work by far, by far the best. Okay. So Going to point five, uh, split testing. This is another thing that I talk about all the time because it really matters. And uh, there, there are a lot of ways to split test and a lot of tools you can use, so I won't get into that here. The main idea is that you should, you should always be running two versions of your opt-in form. And again, there's a lot of different service, free services or free software out there to do that. You, I mean, you can do it with uh, Google Analytics. And people always want to mess around with like an image or a color, like a color, maybe a background color, maybe the actual color of your uh, headline, stuff like that, or different fonts or font sizes, you know, and that stuff, it's kind of fun to, to test all these different things, but you'll get by far the biggest results by tweaking your actual copy and words. Words are... Words are marketing. Um, people people respond on an emotional level to different you know to different types of words at, at varying levels, and well, without getting into all that, uh, I hadn't planned a a big discourse on words and, and marketing and how that words are essentially marketing, but they are. And so you'll get the biggest bang for your buck by tweaking your actual copy and testing, you know, 
it, really the, the things that will make the biggest difference are your headline. So changing that up, trying two different versions and then your first paragraph and then the paragraph, um, right before the actual opt-in form. The other thing that you can test that, that will make a big difference is, uh, putting multiple opt-in forms. I mean, if you write an, a thousand word kind of opt-in form or your copy on your opt-in page is at like a thousand words, you probably want to experiment with putting an opt-in form at the beginning, the middle, and the end. Um, on my 500 club page, there's only one opt-in form at the end. And anyway, so as far as the split testing goes, if you're always running two versions every two weeks or every month or whatever, whenever you have enough, uh, you know, what you feel like is statistically significant to make a decision what's clearly working better, then you set that as your control and you go with a second version again so that you're always, you know, you're always improving your opt-in percentages from that opt-in page. And if you do that for six months or a year, even just two or three times in the course of, you know, a couple months, you'll have a much more effective opt-in page. You'll also learn a lot about the the types of phrases or words that work the best with your exact audience. Um, so that's, uh, those are the five, the five points I wanted to talk about for this episode, uh, ways to increase the performance of your opt-in page. So hopefully, hopefully you've got some tips or ideas that you can go back and use in your own business, your own websites. And um, if you would take the time to, uh, if you go into iTunes and look up my podcast and then leave a review, that would be great. That really helps, you know, rankings and traffic to the podcast, obviously. So if you like this podcast, then I would ask that you do that if you remember. And hopefully I'll have a, a new podcast out and blog post here in the near future. So thank you for listening.